<laughs> Hello, folks. This is the Feelings First Facts Later podcast. I go by the name Nathan Mitchell. <laughs> and I'm Christina. Hey, she did it. Did <laughs> she it. did it. She did it. So we kind of just went in on this podcast because uh-huh. this is just a continuation of the previous episode right. that we did. So this is going to be that intro that's going to be standing in for it. So I hope you enjoy <laughs> the continued conversation of, what are we naming it? Love. Trauma bonds versus love bonds. Love bond or trauma bond. Yeah, love bond. I can't remember. Hey, you always see it. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> That uh, that episode got a little deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. What'd you think of it? I thought it was good, but I thought you were gonna get more into like what you feel like your trauma was, since I know it's different for you. It wasn't so much your parents' relationship, so I thought you were gonna get more into that. Okay. Uh, my trauma. Why you avoided? consciously or subconsciously connections with people okay well we can we can keep rolling or we can yeah we can let's do that save it okay all right um my traumas all right so if i had to put a wow you put me on spot (laughs) okay so I, i i guess if i had to pin it down to one thing it would be something along the lines of what you and I spoke about before, which was um, me being taken out of my high school Uh and then being put into a different high school. And the only reason why I'm, I'm using that as like, um, I guess an excuse is. But it was like your senior year. A junior junior year. Okay. So yeah. So you had like grown up with, these right. people right 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 so from kindergarten through okay. what the end of 10th grade okay so I your whole life my whole life okay right right yeah, my yeah. whole developing life right i spent that time in shaker and then my parents decided it was time to move so going into my junior year i ended up starting at another school which was out in the suburbs of cleveland on the outskirts called broadview Okay. And uh, I didn't like it. Mm, yeah. Well, I didn't like it at all. Sure. So I could remember at the time that I left that high school, I felt like I was finally becoming who I was supposed to be. And obviously not like as in who I'm supposed to be, you know, as an adult. No, but right. how you feel like when you're a teenager, when right, you right. hit that age as a teenager where you're like, I, I, I feel like I'm becoming myself. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where I was fitting in, the things that I was interested yeah. in, the, the people that I was hanging out with. Right. Finally getting attention from girls. You know, right. I, I always got attention from girls, but <laughs> it was different now because I'm, I'm getting older. So yeah, this attention it is matters. a lot it's more sexual. Yeah, it's looking yeah, a lot yeah. more intense, right? And... um being in that position and 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 kind of trying to navigate that and then being taken out of that area and be put in, put into a completely different area mm-hmm. not only did i feel like i was a fish out of water but i felt like i was i not really abandoned but i guess maybe abandoned like i was just the cords were cut from me kind of yeah. thing 
And now here I am having to navigate as a completely not I, I I didn't change, but I just had to navigate in a completely different environment. Yeah. And at like a pivotal time where teenage years, your relationships with your peers, those matter the most. Right. Yeah. Right. So let, let me let me go back to like the whole me feeling like abandoned or me feeling like I had the strings cut from me. Mm-hmm. As I think about it now as an adult. And I look back at like what other people might have been feeling about me during the situation as far as the friends that I had, the the people that I was calling family, the people that I was, mm-hmm. you know, dating or, you know, or talking to or, or who, whoever it was, all the people that I was right. I was interacting with in, in the city that that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Maybe they felt that I abandoned them. You know? Because when I did leave, I did I guess put up a defense mechanism of just just being closed off. It was just easier. Makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I tried to play the whole half in, half out, mm-hmm. but then it got to a point where I was feeling like I was missing out on things, especially being around the people that I was around because they were all coming into who they were. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't just me. It was everyone around me was coming into who they Mm -hmm. were. Everyone around them, they were building the relationships that I would imagine became long lasting friendships. For some people. Yeah. And and that's just me assuming that these people stayed in Cleveland and and a lot of the ones that I follow on Instagram or some Mm -hmm. of the ones that I I, I talk to from now, you know, every once in a while, they're still in Cleveland and it looks like they still somewhat associate with the people that they were in high school with. So mm-hmm. they built those those lifelong bonds, right. I guess you could say. And so I guess feeling that that other people were getting something that I wasn't getting, mm-hmm. I, I guess I just took it upon myself to just, you know what, let me just cut detach this here. Detach yourself. And, right, detach myself and then let me go try to build this new thing over here, which it, I wasn't satiated, you know, because yeah. I was still missing out. And I was afforded the opportunity to go to my prom and back at your old school. At my old school. Okay. Right. But even then it felt off. It felt different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course I were running to people in college and, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. But it still felt off. Even though it was only two years missing. But back then, two years, that was a big slice well, of my like life. Well, like the most you know? important years. Like exactly. when you're driving, I, I, when like you're a senior and do all the seniors. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um but but maybe maybe they felt just as as abandoned as I did in that moment. And I think that then shaped the mindset that I walked into life with moving forward with everything is just short term. Hmm. Because I got to see early on that if you even if you get too comfortable and you think this is going to be it because because I I think we can all agree when you're in high school, everything feels like that's this is it. These are these are going to be my friends yeah. for life. This is going to be if, yeah. if you're dating. This is going to be my wife. This is going to yeah. be yada yada yada. Yeah. So I felt like this was going to be my life, mm. and then I was showed early on that now you gotta you gotta adapt and overcome. You gotta change gears. You gotta do something different. Which isn't necessarily always a bad thing, but like you're saying, it, it could end up being like putting up barriers and walls even without you realizing that that's what you were doing, carrying into your relationships going forward. 100%. Yeah. Because I was feeling like anything is, nothing is, nothing is permanent. 
everything right. everything could just be taken away from you. So even going into that new high school, I even distanced myself there. I I made sure there was a, a big mm-hmm. a barrier between the relationships. How close you got to right. people. I guarded my feelings there. Yeah. And then from there, I joined the military. Mm-hmm. And even in the military, you know, hey, it, this is a four-year contract. But even then, even within those four years, you know, okay, well, you might only spend a certain amount of time here mm-hmm. with these people, and then you could get new orders and go somewhere else. Yeah. So everything was just microwave, like no just roots. quick, boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 in and out, in and out, in and out, to where I, I guess maybe the relationships that I should have put more roots into, like even now, you, you see my home. Does it look like I'm rooted in this home? No. Not yet. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, I've put some paint on the walls and I've, right. I've done some things to, you know, I yeah. guess make it me. But my house isn't, if you walked in my house, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is this is Nathan's mm-hmm. house. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not me. And there's really no pictures up because even. It's a guy's house, but it's not you, like you. But you know yeah, me. Like, yeah, right, 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 I, I right, wouldn't right. just have. Right, right, right. It's, it's only because I've always felt that this is temporary kind mm-hmm. of thing. Even though I've been here for years. Mm-hmm. But even the time I was here, I spent time traveling. And by traveling, yeah. you know, doing traveling physical therapy where I was getting up and going to different states and doing three-month contracts and building those microwave, those quick flip relationships, yeah. right? Where I would kick it with people, meet people, knowing that this is only a three-month stint, boom, I'm out. I wouldn't even extend my contracts. I would just go to a completely different city or state or whatever it may be and just, you know, just keep it moving. Hmm. So. How long did you do that for? I, oh, what, a year and a half? Okay. But when I came back here, you know how I work. I'm not rooted in any workspace, right? So you have options. I, I have options, right? I don't work right. a full-time position. I do pickup jobs and I'm, you know, pretty much freelance. Well, you work a full-time position in different places. Right, right, right. right. right, right. I, get, I yeah. work full-time right, right, hours. Right. It's just not in one, one place. One place. So um, where was I going with that? Well, just how it ties into then how maybe your serious relationships. Right. So even if did you consciously I guess at what point did you realize that what you just explained how that affected potentially the relation the serious relationships that you've had? Not until it was too late. Well, and by too late I mean not until they were over, over. and I guess you could say tarnished yeah. because of my actions. And it just obviously just not just a rule them out as if they didn't have any play in it. But as far as when I, when I look back and I go, okay, as I assess this, how can I take responsibility for the things that I did? Yeah. Even in my marriage, when I met her or not met her, I met her when I was what, 14, 15. So we grew up together, but when we rekindled that flame, uh-huh. I was still in the service. And at the time I was in Iraq okay. at the time. So even then, the headspace that I was in to even reach out to her and try to build something with her, mm-hmm. it wasn't appropriate. Okay. Because I wasn't in the best of headspaces. Yeah. A little bit of depressed. But do you feel like subconsciously, like you did that intentionally, I guess? What do you like, mean? To, 
even if you didn't realize, like knowing, like, you know what, you really can't get that close. So you created a relationship based on that type of situation where it's like you really can't get that close. I don't know if it was that. As I assessed it, I was thinking more along the lines of I was just trying to find something that was familiar and trying to cling on to something that was home. Yeah. You know, because she was familiar. She was around for my childhood. Yeah. If we could, you know, call that childhood. True. And I was with her when I was an adult. I was with her when I was 18. Yeah. And I want to say from maybe 19 to 21, if I remember correctly, like Mm -hmm. that age group, that's when we went our separate ways. She went off to college. I joined the military and we, I guess you could say kept in touch, but not really. Yeah. And then while I was in Iraq trying to find home or a feeling of home, I reached out to her. Yeah. And from there, we had a good time and, you know, and then that led to us getting married. And it's not to say that I regret any of that because she was a very important Mm -hmm. part of my upbringing from 14 to what I was 26, 27. Yeah. It's a long time. When we, when we got divorced, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm off, but she was important. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and we have a son from it and yada, yada, yada. But as I look back, and as we talk about the whole trauma bond versus love mm-hmm. bond, even though we had the quote unquote kind of pseudo high school sweetheart deal and all these other things, mm-hmm. it was still a trauma bond. And that trauma bond was rooted in me trying to, and again, I don't regret it, but me trying to make myself whole again and as I was reminiscing and having a lot of time to myself to think about what I was missing in life. Because joining the military, I, I didn't feel at the time that I was running away, but maybe I was running away hmm. from not really my life, but just running away from things because I, I felt like I had nothing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and just to be clear, you know, nothing to do with my parents or anything like that. It's not like I felt like I didn't have them or anything or, you know, the, the friends that I did have that were that were pretty close to me. It's not that I didn't have them, but I also felt like there was there was always options, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I don't know. Maybe maybe that has something to do with the whole school change. Maybe not. But if I had to pin it on one thing, I think that's where it started. Or maybe that that's where it started. Maybe that could have just been me all along and just in my yeah, personality. I was just going to say that because I think pers- we don't say that enough. It's like, because not all people react the same. Right. In any given situation. Right. So, so maybe that could have just be me and my personality. And then that was just the thing that ignited it and pushed it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I'm, I'm sure if, if I look back deep enough or if you talk to other people that know me or that have known me growing up, they might have said that I was always kind of, you know. Well, you have to have had a little bit of that already. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So. Right. Maybe that's that. But you know, even even just going down the list and looking at the different things, and I guess this is just going to get a little personal, but even going down the list and looking at things from the trauma bond list where you had the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. that was in both relationships. 
it was full of a lot of highs and a lot of lows, you know? And, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, while you're in it, it's just so hard to figure all those things out. Right. It's easier to look back at it. And yeah. when you have time to yourself and assess it mm-hmm. when there's no feelings involved, right. Then you could say, Hey, this is why this occurred. This is why this failed. It had nothing to do with, you mm-hmm. know, the things that we thought it was, but maybe it just had to do with who we were as a, and, and maybe. I, I, okay. So before I say that, I wish we lived in a world where it was more okay to have those type of discussions, especially with people that you have to deal with on an everyday basis or someone deal with on an everyday basis. Like what? What do you mean? Discussions about what? For instance, I two baby mothers, right? Mm-hmm. It would be nice to be able to sit down and have a mature conversation. Like now? Now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And talk about what went wrong, why we think it went wrong. Right. Without pointing fingers. Right. And I guess the more mature way would be while you speak, you talk about what you think went wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And while I speak, I talk yeah. about why that pertains to you. Is, right. That right. pertains to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Not not to put words in my mouth or to speculate right, why right. I did things right. Your perspective. Right. But your perspective about why you right. were wrong in a relationship. And then mm-hmm. I talk about why I was wrong in a relationship. And then we could come to an understanding. So then if there are any, you know, hard feelings or any doors that weren't really closed, mm-hmm. maybe that could help everyone. Not, not to say that I need help to move on from any of my exes, but maybe that can at least help alleviate any negative energy that's floating out there well because at the end of the day like even when you're over a person or a relationship it doesn't mean that that relationship isn't going to something about that and how it molded you doesn't carry on to your next one because it does like that's so you're right like i think that is important i don't think it has anything to do with necessarily getting closure that you didn't already have right it's more like for yourself and your growth right 100 and how you move for yourself and in your future relationship. Right. Or especially when you share children with people. And wouldn't it be nice if you can be friends with exes that you share children with? Like, I wish that was the case for me. Yeah. That would make everything so much easier. Right. In a perfect world. And there's people that do it. And I'm sure those people were able to have those uncomfortable conversations. Right. I would assume that's how you manage to have a friendship after a relationship is over and be able to raise children together as friendly as possible. Right. Especially when people have moved on. Like, why wouldn't you be able to, why shouldn't you be able to do right. that? Right. Yeah. I could certainly say I feel like my ex-wife and I, we're certainly at a point where there's no real tension between the two of us. Yeah. For years, there was a lot. For years... It was, I don't even know if I would ever even be able to have a conversation or be in the same room with this person without it being weird. Now it's not so much. We never had a conversation yeah. about anything, but but I think just over time, it, we just came to an understanding of, hey, you know, this person isn't a bad person. Yeah. They may have been a bad person for me, mm-hmm. but not a bad person when I was with this person. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as having to sit down and having a conversation maybe with her it could be had i i don't know 
I don't know. Only because, truth be told, I don't know who that person is today. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not, it's, that's not a shot. That's not me no. saying like, I don't know yeah. who this person is anymore. Yada, yada, yada. No, it's like, but I, but I, I, I just realistically don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how this, you know, this person's headspace is outside of casual. Hey, how's your day? How are things going? Yada, yada, yeah. yada. And that's few far in between. And then obviously conversations about our son. Right. I, I don't, I don't know that person anymore. Just like, it'd be crazy for that person to say that they know me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Unless they're listening and then you could kind of get a glimpse of who I am. But I don't think I'm the same person that I was when I was, what, 26, 27 when yeah. the marriage ended. Well, you would hope that you're not. No, yeah, right. <laughs> right. 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 Shouldn't we be different right. than we were 10 years ago? Yes. The the core of me is the same. No, I know. Which is saying. how I handle things. Sure. And- Growth. Being able to actually sit down and have a conversation because I wasn't able to sit down and have a conversation like this when I was yeah. 26, 27. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But I know, I know these type of conversations were never had. Mm-hmm. To actually sit down and be able to speak to someone freely and, you know, I guess navigate through the muddy waters. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that all the time. Like we, when you and I have our issues. And I'm speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to you of the version of me that I am today. Like, this is new. I'm not speaking to you from experiences and in, in the way that I would handle things before. I would, would easily pull the fuck it trigger. <laughs> Same. You know, and just not even talk about it. Especially if I felt like what I was saying wasn't getting through. Yeah. But now I take the time to make sure that I'm saying the, you know, the right things because pulling that trigger doesn't, doesn't get you anywhere. Right. All right. And I also think that for me anyway, even though, you know, by default, I guess I am a fuck it person and I'm that way <laughs> and with all areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I don't even in moments where of anger, if I impulsively feel that way, it's really not fuck it. Like I, I wouldn't be okay with this being a fuck it, which also, you know, matters because sometimes things are fuck it, and they have been, and so that's where they where they were. I don't feel that way about us, right? So, so then I'm I'm a bouncer back to you. So earlier you mentioned that you were kind of maybe intentionally getting in the, the, the relationships that you were getting in because you were going in it with the mindset of it being temporary. So, so I feel like it, it wasn't that way. Cause you know, hindsight looking back, it wasn't that way with my ex-husband. I don't mm-hmm. think, I think the way that I went into it with that was, it was a, it was a different situation. So I guess it's not, it wasn't so much of the trauma of like me not being able to trust, you know, men or not having really seen a long lasting relationship between my parents. I don't think Mm -hmm. it was that. I think it was the, because of that, but the opposite. So for example, I think I saw that I wanted that fantasy 
Like I wanted to have a relationship that lasted forever. I wanted to be able to depend on, on a, a man. And in the beginning, it seemed like I could. It seemed like that was the type of person that he was. So that made me be like, oh, okay, well, then this is gonna, this is good. Even though there were red flags and even though there were things that, looking back, were very obvious as to why it wasn't going to work in the long run, but I ignored those things for the good and the potential that I saw. And then I focused on that, but that's the wrong way or the wrong reasons to, I guess, try to make something work is because of what you wish it could be or what you didn't have. That that was kind of the issue there more than anything. But then I think that when my marriage ended mm -hmm. and that was where my fuck it came into play more than anything where it's like, I was jaded as fuck. Like this is relationships are bullshit. Marriage is bullshit. People are bullshit. Men are bullshit. The whole thing. And then I think that mindset then led me to put myself in situations with people who I knew weren't available in that way. So I didn't have to even worry about it. It was like nothing long term can come of this. I'm never really going to need this person for anything. So I could fuck with this. Yeah. Which is not good. It wasn't a good headspace at all. And it didn't take long for me to be like, okay, even though I see what I'm doing, I this is not what I want. So. Yeah. But, and even like with, with you and I, when I saw that maybe I could like you in that way, or maybe I did want to get to know you, you you don't believe me or you say you don't believe me but like that's why i didn't really want to see you again <laughs> i know it just sounds it sounds fucked up it sounds <laughs> fucked up but i really wasn't ready for that i wasn't in the right headspace and i knew that and even when even when time passed 9 months later and i said okay well let me be more open minded even oh. then it was a lot even then it was hard yeah. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> it took a lot, even as aware as I, I was of the things that I needed to work on and had been working on. It took a lot for me to let my guard down and to trust you. But you also were very consistent in showing me that I could trust you. And I could, I'm like, oh, what is this? What is this feeling? I can rely on a, on a man. It sounds fucked up, but that was yeah, my no, no, life. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm smirking, and it looks like no, I'm like that no, no, was no, no, my but life. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was a really fucked up space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned two things. You mentioned wanting to change somebody or the seeing the potential in somebody, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you also mentioned seeing the potential in the relationship slash wanting to hang on to the relationship because mm -hmm. of something that you didn't have before or something mm -hmm. that you longed for since you were a kid or whatever. Not or whatever, but... Well, yeah, the fantasy of, like... The oh, fantasy of it. Like, relationships right. can last, marriages can last because my parents got divorced. Right, right, right. So I didn't see that. Right. So when you said that, it took me back to when I was in my relationship with my second baby mother mm -hmm. and 
what kept that relationship going. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things, not necessarily the potential, mm-hmm. because I, I just took her for who she was. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect, oh, well, this person could to change be this. or be something No, no, else. no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I took that person because that was a lesson that I learned from my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not going to, what you see is what you you get. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's always the case. That person could level up and get better but or get betting worse, on but, that is very dangerous. Right, which is why it's important to just yeah. be okay with this person that you're with now as opposed to. Yeah. And the thing, and make sure that the things that you're not okay with are those things that you could see long term in ending the relationship because I guarantee you, chances are that they will. Right. So let's just say this person, those things about that person aren't going to change. Mm -hmm. Let's hope that they would. But if they don't, could you live with that for the rest of your life? You have to think that way because that's pretty much what probably will happen. Right. So with. The other one, the fantasy deal, one of the things that kept our relationship going was something that I spoke about before where I just wanted to be like my father, right? I wanted to Mm -hmm. be that guy that's with their two sons and, you know, raised them in a family and and things like that. So much so that even when, because there were so many red flags that I was seeing in that relationship. And I'm sure she saw it too. Right. But there were so many things that I saw, red flags I saw in that relationship that kept telling me, this is not where you need to be. This mm-hmm. is not, you shouldn't be doing this, you know. Before you had children? Before. Okay. Before. But, you know, things happen and it yeah. was, we, we had our first son really quick. Mm-hmm. And so then with that, it's like, okay, well, we'll ride this out. Hopefully it'll get better. Mm-hmm. We now have this child. Not that I thought that the child would bring us closer together because I, I already knew what it was like to have a child because I mm-hmm. had a child with my wife at the time. Right. But, well, not at that time, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but now here I am doing it again, but now I have the chance to do it better than I did the first time around. And so I was chasing that idea of this is my second chance. This is my second you know, shot at being the father that I was raised by, that mm-hmm. was around, that was able to, you know, be on the floor and play and, you know, be fun and exciting and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And plus, this is the chance that I get to be the, the husband that I wanted to be from what I got to see. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I kind of turned a blind eye to all the things that were all the reasons to not continue this thing. Right. And then mixed in, with the idea that I just wanted to just do right by the kid, you know? Right. So even if it looked like, well, when he's 14, 15, then yeah. we can split when he's old enough. At least I'm there for, you know, the the, the bulk of it. Then I I was, my, my state of mind at that time was I was cool with that. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't mean that we last forever, at least we last long enough to raise give this, this kid. Yeah. You know, so, so we don't, you know, screw him up mm-hmm. kind of thing. So then I pushed towards the engagement mm-hmm. and so then the engagement was done very quick and very i guess you say not well thought out because i felt damn you know i felt like i this is what i had to do in order yeah. to make sure that i stay in this relationship and so as i got to think back about that with me having that state of mind then because mm-hmm. even then i knew that i was making the wrong decisions and I still moved forward, that energy was still there. So 
I guess, to kind of give her some uh, leeway. I'm sure she felt that energy. Yeah. If she wasn't feeling the same way about me as far as she was making a mistake, I don't know because we never really had those conversations. We had our arguments and we had things like that. But again, the conversations we had did not unpack feelings and emotions, at least real feelings and real emotions. It was just pretty much showing, you know, our impulsive, Mm -hmm. you know, feelings and emotions not yeah. not what was deep rooted like what, surface level right emotions. it was very surface level yeah. it, it wasn't like what should be talked about kind yeah. of thing and if it was talked about it was talked about in an inappropriate way mm-hmm. you know like instead of saying hey because this is easy, the easiest thing to do instead of saying hey I, you know i don't i don't like what this is you know we shouldn't be doing this or you know we, should, we probably should reconsider being in this relationship it was more like well, fuck it, you can go, and I don't care. It's like that. So it's Real very mature. like, right, the, mo- the most mature way. Yeah. Yeah, just go. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, so I'm sure she probably felt that energy coming from me where she probably felt that I didn't really want and I really didn't mean some of the things that I was saying. You know, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, yada, yada, yada. I didn't mean it. And even then I knew I didn't mean it. I, but I wanted to mean it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. But I'm sure that you could feel that. I would think so. And I would imagine, and this is, you know, not to make her a saint because she, you know, she's, she's done her things in a relationship, but just this, just to take accountability for the things that I've done. I'm sure walking around with that energy probably didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And she might not have known why. Like, why? I'm sure she didn't feel secure. Right. Probably with what you were feeling. Right. Maybe even what she was feeling and then a combination of both. Right. 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 Because you probably feel secure in what I'm saying, but probably not feeling secure in the energy that I'm putting off. Right. Which weighs more heavily, I right. think. But again, I think she had those same feelings. Right. Because... I mean, well, obviously history will show right. that she wasn't in the relationship that she wanted to be in. Right. But trying to make it work because we have not one child, but now she's quickly pregnant again. Yeah. We had another kid on the way. And then mm-hmm. once he was born, I'm sure she wanted to do right and yeah. get the life that, you know, give the life to her children, the life that she didn't get to have where... Both yeah. parents were in the household. They were, yeah. you know, loving and, and around and everybody and would love and yada, yada, yada. to provide for their right. children. Yeah. And I probably felt that energy from her as well, yeah. which then created that, I guess you could say, what, internal mm-hmm. tug of war battle. Yeah. I, you know, we, we, we made a reference to, we felt like in the very beginning, I don't know if you remember, but we felt like in the very beginning that our spirits or our guardian angels were above us and they were like just trying to figure everything out and come into a negotiation mm-hmm. and yada 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 and then they were like okay you know this is good to go let's do it right mm-hmm. so as i speak this out i imagine that our guardian angels and by our i mean my uh my guardian angel and my most recent ex's guardian angel mm-hmm. were probably up there like fighting <laughs> yeah because, because they knew what the deal was mm-hmm. But but here we are not knowing, but it still trickled down to us yeah. to a point where it was having a negative impact on how we treated one another or even how we how we received one another. Yeah. Because even if we treated each other well, right, mm-hmm. it, 
because that energy's off, it's still going to be received by the other person as not the best thing, you know? Yeah, from you and then also from how that other person is feeling too. Right. And that's, yeah. Maybe you're not ready to receive it because you don't want to receive it. You know, there's that too. Like there's always the other person. <laughs> so it's like. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So again, running through that list of trauma bonds, mm-hmm. it was like in it, in it for the wrong reasons. Well, I think that's why it's feeling important. like, like, Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go, 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 go. No, I was going to say that why so many marriages fail, we see because we get into relationships sometimes clearly for the wrong reasons, and then things get complicated. So even if you know this isn't the person for you mm-hmm. and you are get, get to that point, now what if you have children together? Now, Now what? It's not as easy to be like, you know what? I realize that you're not the one for me, so we just got to dead this now. Like, things get complicated. So ideally, we just don't get into those relationships and allow them to get complicated, then end up with a shit show of a situation and baby mamas and baby daddies and family court. You know? Yeah. Because it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, well, I can speak for myself. I, I guess I have to learn things, you know, at de- in a decorated way instead of saying the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to the other, the other point where we were started talking about where you can't change someone else. I think that is another reason why marriages last longer than what they should be. And I guess being optimistic, right? Okay. Being overly optimistic, but that going starting or basing something off of potential is that what we're talking correct, about? Correct. Okay. Because you love that person at the end of the day, right? Whether it be a trauma bond or a love bond, both both things, you still love that person. Yeah. Right. It yeah. might not be, or you think you do. I I can speak to that. So you don't think that if you're in a trauma bond and you don't love you don't love the person? I think maybe you can. Mhm. But it, could, it kind of goes back to what we were saying, could that really be love then? If it's based on all the wrong things? Is that really love? Well, what's love? Besides like chemical reaction you, you see what i'm saying like no, it's very... we had a whole conversation about what love is and love is way more than a chemical reaction and love is more than a feeling and do do you need to revisit episode whatever that was no okay. um i i believe in i don't me- think love is just a feeling infatuation is a feeling lust is a feeling but i don't think love is just a feeling okay let's split the difference on this okay I think you're right if you're talking about being in love with someone, right? But I think you can love someone that you have a quote-unquote trauma bond with, but not you're not really in love with that person. But you think you are? You think you are. Okay. You think you are in I, love. I think that's what I but said, that you it, think you're in love, or you think it's love. Right, right. But, but, you, but you love that person. Okay. Just like you love a friend okay or you love cheeseburgers 
you know. Have love for <laughs> right, somebody, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. I think that you can really love that person and you want the best for that person. Okay. Oh, that, that gets so deep. Because even as I say it, like, I still think, okay, so, so check this out. What if one person is in love and the other person isn't? I also think that the person thinks they're in love, but that's from coming from a different place. But can that almost be the same thing? I don't think so. Because, again, that's where it gets really confusing. Because those feelings that you're feeling, what what are you basing that off of? Someone feeling like, oh, I can't live without this person. I want to be around them all the time. I want them all the time. Is that what is that what that would feel like? Thinking that you're in love with someone. But where are those feelings really coming from? Okay. I'm agreeing with you because as you were saying it, I was thinking about my past relationships and then going. Oh, okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. So what you just said made me think about something that I, that came to my mind in the last episode Mm -hmm. that I forgot to mention is that sometimes we know in our heart of hearts, what our gut tells us something isn't right here. Even if you have this attraction to this person, this love, this infatuation, but something still doesn't feel right. Right. You know, like you're drawn to this person and you're like, this is it. But some, I don't know how to explain it. And Mm -hmm. if you know the feeling, you know the feeling. Even then, something still doesn't feel right. Right. Like It's almost as if these, you know, these feelings are are not coming from a good space or the right space. Right. Maybe not, not the good space, but from the right. Like this, even though I feel this longing and this infatuation potentially, this isn't what love is supposed to feel like, or is this really it? There's always, and I think we ignore that a lot of times. We ignore those gut feelings. Right. Those, and that's important because ignoring those can get you into a lot of fucking trouble. Well, not not as you say that, I'm thinking about this. So in my marriage, I, I didn't get that feeling until later on. I didn't get it early on. Everything felt perfect. Everything felt like Mm -hmm. this is where we were supposed to be. Well, didn't you say, too, that shit didn't really get real until after that honeymoon phase anyway? Right. And which our honeymoon phase was weird because we didn't live together. Right. So when we got got married, we got married out of a long-distance relationship. Right. That was your honeymoon. Right. Yeah. So we got married out of a relationship where we only saw each other once a month Mm -hmm. maybe twice a month and that was just for a weekend right right so as far as me actually getting to know this person and know that this person is my person we both didn't have the opportunity to do right we were riding off of the high of being together for sure when we were children yeah right but but and probably the good times you had when you were together when you did see each other one thousand percent right it, and, and we spoke about this in in another mm-hmm. episode I don't know if it was with you or if it was when no, Sue was so long okay yeah we spoke about but, it but we spoke about it like th- th- those moments felt really good right. because it was just so much built up energy and so much mm-hmm. built up tension in a good way mm-hmm. that when we saw each other it, it was, was nothing it but was good like I'm sure fireworks all over the place distance makes a heart grow fonder like that For is sure. a thing plus again we're still riding off the energy of 
you know, damn, we grew up together kind of thing. Yeah, like what? That's like the perfect fairy tale. And it felt it felt yeah, good, right? Yeah. So I didn't find out until after we were married. But technically, when you look at what a normal relationship would be, we were married for six months before we even lived together because yeah. we got married right before I went to Afghanistan. So I we spent the first good good part of a year. <laughs> Not even together. Away from each other. Yeah. Legit over the pond right yeah and then when we get back to or when i got back to the states and we finally moved in with one another i would argue that's when our relationship really started yeah because not even not even just a marriage but that's when our relationship really started because now we are under each other every day Mm -hmm. and we have the opportunity to get tired of one another (laughs) while before we never have the opportunity to get tired of one yeah it was always missing one another and it didn't take long before we found out, I don't know if I like this person, <laughs> right? But again, we were holding on for the wrong reason. So it wasn't until after I got married mm-hmm. and I was fully committed that we, yeah, that those that, that gut feeling or the doubts started to set mm-hmm. in. Which you would have experienced if you had lived the, had the opportunity to live together before you got 100%. married. 100%. And then you probably wouldn't have gotten married. Right. I I think it's safe to say, and she would agree, right. we would not have gotten married. And it doesn't mean that we didn't like one another, right? No, or, right. Or, well, but the reality of why well, I, I I guess that's true, right? I oh, so so if we're being objective, I, yeah. I think it's safe to say we loved each other and we loved what we brought to each other's life, but we didn't like one another. I think that's a fair statement. Fair statement, yeah. right? Because if we like one another and we loved one another, <laughs> we would be together, yeah. Right? But I think it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think that's a fair statement, but. In the most recent relationship, mm-hmm. I I didn't really have a gut feeling, and maybe this was my gut feeling, but just I guess just not being in tune with what was going on. I'm I'm looking at it differently, but it's it's the similar, you know, pretty much the same thing. I certainly felt that there were too many obstacles in our way to where we would have made sense, but we still made it make sense. If that makes sense. <laughs> and, and what I mean is, it wasn't like we had a seamless, you know, uh, transition from meeting each other to dating to being in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were a lot of bumps in the road. There were ultimatums that were thrown out. There were, look, I, there was times where we were like, um, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this you know, take, take, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to have a healthy relationship, it should start healthy. It shouldn't start with the two of you, not really beefing, but the two of you kind of, I guess, putting up obstacles and making there be reasons to not move forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Right. Like, even though you and I had that big break, it wasn't like there was tension or there wasn't, you know. But we also just went on one date. It wasn't that we started a relationship and then stopped it. Right. We literally knew each other for a week. No, no, no. You know, so it's different. I get it. But it it wasn't weird. It wasn't like. No, not at all. It wasn't like you knew that I was dating other women and I knew you were dating other dudes and. It wasn't weird to the point where you would be 
hey, you know, I can't meet up with you because I'm I'm going no. out. You know, you see well, what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. So it wasn't any hard feelings. No, it wasn't anything involved. It was just Mm-mm. a break. And then when we did get off that break and we started dating one another again, mm-hmm. it was a seamless transition between yeah. talking again to dating to being so in a relationship. So much so that it didn't feel like there was a nine month gap. No. Which is so weird. Right. Yeah. So I say all that to say this, that even though I can't really say I had a gut feeling, I kind of knew early on, I was like, it shouldn't be this hard to to get to where we were. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. And I think it was more ego at that point that just kept it going because mm-hmm. it was, no, I want this person because you know, there's so many obstacles in the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break through and I'm going to yeah. make sure. And even something as, as, as subtle as... um. What, what I was telling you when I went back to go get her and bring her back to Florida the, mm-hmm. f- the first time we had, I guess you could say, a, a breakup or we took time apart from one another. Yeah. My whole car broke down. <laughs> I just bought this car <laughs> and then my transmission, <laughs> my transmission. Yeah. Broke. Right. And it wasn't a new car. So it's not like this happened to a new car, mm-hmm. but it was a used car and it was, working fine before mm-hmm. i never had signs of anything slipping the gears were running fine everything was running you know okay but then that day that day that i decided to get on the highway and go save the day and bring her back to florida the transmission blew yeah but what did i do i fought through it mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so yeah. it was like signs were there that it's almost like that, that whole guardian angel thing. Like they were putting up blocks mm-hmm. and I just kept on breaking them down because I'm just persistent. Right. Yeah. So even because sometimes that do, that is the case and you do have to be persistent. So it's kind of hard to tell. I know when it's appropriate. Again, I get it. All of this is hindsight. Of course. People, all of this is hindsight. Right. right. And that's the beauty of hindsight is that you <laughs> get to look back. It's 2020. Right. And go, oh, this took place because of this. Right. So right. not only did my transmission blue or blow, but on top of that, I couldn't find a place that would rent me a van. Which is crazy. Right? Yeah. All of them were already rented out. All the trucks, even U-Haul, they had all the trucks rented out. So I had to then go, I can't remember what I went to, but I went to some random jinky spot that and this was just through continuously Google. Google. Mm-hmm, Google, mm-hmm. Google, Google. And I found a spot there renting out one of those little, you know, kid snatching vans. <laughs> and I, t- I took that thing. But it was just through persistence. Yeah. And looking back, I should have been like, but, and, and I would never change my decision, right? But looking back, I should have taken those hints and go, hmm, maybe this isn't what I need to do. And it would have saved us further trauma and further heartbreaking yada 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 but again yeah, I but don't... then who knows if you would have been like oh what if i would have tried exactly exactly so i i would never take anything that. i'm glad that i went through all the experiences yeah. i went through because again if, if i didn't go through that experience and that you know quote-unquote trauma and you know yada 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 then i wouldn't be the person i am today and of course things will look absolutely different i would have had a whole pregnant woman out of state you see what i'm saying yeah like that would that's not in me at all so I'm glad everything happened the way it did, but just looking back, I'm able to go. The writings were on the wall. I just right. I was choosing. Not it's just validation, I guess. Well, not that you needed it necessarily, but right. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> hmm. We've been going for a while, so this episode 
plus the one we just recorded. That's what, like two hours? Yeah. Well, yeah, almost about two hours. Mm-hmm. About two hours. So is there anything else you want to add to the whole trauma, love bomb? I'm trying to think. I think there's a couple things, but I want to, I think I'm going to table them because they're going to lead into other topics that are going to take a long, like going to get deeper. Like what? Because we, I mean, if we're going to chop this up into episode 36, this will be episode 36, right? So Uh if we're going to make this 36, then this is going to be a little bit shorter than the rest of them. Okay. All right, folks. So you're going to get two episodes this week because this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. And... I guess this is pretty much just a part two of the last episode. Yeah. So if you're expecting anything new, sorry. But <laughs> but to make up for it, I will put out another episode of the book review for All About Love by Bell Hooks. <laughs> yeah. And I and I'll I'll add this into um the intro to that episode. But we recorded that episode on December 15th. Mm-hmm. And at that time. We spent a lot of time from the last time we did a book review to... It was the summer. It was months. Probably months. before the summer. So we did months. But something made us want to get on the microphone and just finish up this book discussion. That so, day. That day. That day. So we we have it finished. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. But we have it broken down into chapters because we didn't want to put... No, it was a lot. It was like it seven was, or eight chapters Right. Left. That was left. So we, we chopped it up into two chapters each episode and we had planned to have it put out with the episodes that we were going to start releasing for 2022. Mm-hmm. So we were going to give you all bonus episodes, mm-hmm. but we haven't done it yet because I feel like we've had some pretty solid episodes, but now would be the best opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. But long story less long <laughs> that day we were compelled to just get on the microphone and start recording. Mm-hmm. And then we found out the next day yeah. that she past the day that we decided to record so which was december 15th yeah. so it was pretty wild yeah pretty wild so wild so maybe it was the spirit of bell hook saying hey look yeah wrap this shit are up you finish what you started <laughs> I mean, let's right. let's do this not that so she was crazy. listening to our podcast but <laughs> i mean <laughs> But, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was not cool that she passed, but I, I thought no, it was pretty it was cool just, that. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and I only say cool because it just speaks to how our lives have been. Well, at least I can only speak for me, but how my life has been since you've been in it. Right. So before I reached out to you to ask you for the second first date. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Yeah. The first second first date you said it right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before I reached out to you for the second first date, something was pulling me to ask you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like I was just drawn to you, mm-hmm. and then you you shared the story on a podcast Which about one? the the one where you were under a full moon and you oh yeah so you stepped that's... on some chicken bones or do we say that for another day? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think I got into that. I mean, we could say that. I no, I don't. I don't believe I have. We'll save it for another day because I think that could be a whole another pod topic where we could talk about yeah. speaking things into existence. And, and we got to get Shay on here because for we need to have that. Shay needs to be on here for that Shay conversation. Shay needs to be on here for that conversation. One hundred percent. You had a whole fucking cheerleader 
that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so she needs to be on for that episode. Yeah. And I think that would be a pretty cool thing to talk about. Uh-huh. But with that combined with just... There were so many, like, synchronicities other... and, like, people would be like, oh, that's so kooky. Like... Okay. Really wild shit. Plus, just last week, uh-huh. we were having a conversation like we always do in, in tents, in public. And then that young lady walked up to us and was <sighs> like, I feel your energy. Remember that? And she walked up to us. She was like, I don't we know. We were what, at I don't a know. bar. We were at a bar. <laughs> okay. So, so just, just to paint a picture. Yeah. Which camera is oh, that <laughs> one? So we're at a bar and... Christine and I were having a serious conversation, but it, it was more just it wasn't it was just very intense, but in a good that's, way. But that's typical for yeah, us. That's typical for us. So, we're yeah. we're locked in, and we get told that whenever we are around one another, we tend to just tune the rest of the world out, which yeah. is pretty much what we're doing. Yeah, the rest of the world knew that we were in a bar. We were yeah, not in a we bar. Were just we were in space in somewhere, world. just yeah. conversing. And randomly, this woman walked up to us, no clue who she is. She goes, I don't know what you all are talking about, but you all seem like you're very intense. like, I love your energy. Right. I love your yeah. energy, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and, and then she ended up telling us that she was having issues in her relationship. It turned into like a whole Oprah right. but, situation. But, but the reason why it was so wild is because here we are, we're people that have been spending our leisure time getting on a microphone, mm-hmm. talking about relationships and have this plan of... And I think the crazier part was, now that I'm remembering, mm-hmm. is that we, I think in the moment when she came up to us, we were talking about our intensity. It was something, it was that weird. Something it was like we were talking about like us and our energy or something along those lines. Right. And then she walked up and was like, I don't know you, but I love your energy. And we were like, what the fuck is happening right now? Right. Yeah, it was wild. So another long story less long. Yeah. It was almost like she was drawn to us and yeah. put in that place to have a conversation because we helped her out. Yeah. She was going through, th- through some things. Yeah, we were able to, to, therapy to talk her through bars. it. And it, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But the cool thing about that was it kind of gave some validation to what we're doing yeah and it made me go oh this is why maybe this is what we're supposed to do this is why we're supposed to do this yeah thing you know and and i know maybe that's just kind of overselling it because it's not like we have this super viewership or anything like that but even then you know even if it's one person listening or or no one listening maybe just the energy that we put out and maybe us getting this time to talk things through and and kind of use this as a way of like a skirmish kind of thing. Yeah. And when we do run into people out and about and they feel our energy or they just mm-hmm. are compelled to, to speak to us for whatever reason, then yeah. now here we are talking to them and helping them. And I, 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 I well, I mean, she was, she had a couple drinks in her. So I, I <laughs> it was just way she too, she remembers of it. It was way too perfect for it not to be like <laughs> synchronistic. Right. It was just wild. Yeah. 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 But we could say that for a whole. Yeah, that'll be a. That's a episode. whole that and that that episode has to be a vibe. Like we need to get some crystal bowls or something. <laughs> and we need to look at the alignments, the planetary alignments, mm, make sure the energy is right. Get extra creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're such a hater. Because you low-key love it. You low-key love it. Whatever. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So are we... Are we we're good? No, now we're good because we're talking about you. Ah, uh, you see? Mm -hmm. You see? I like okay. to talk about your favorite subject. You. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you. Your favorite subject. But no, but but seriously, we good? Did we um, yeah, hear everything? So. Okay. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast. We're, are we going to call it 35.2 or are we just going to do 36? We'll do 36. It's, yeah, I think it's 36. 36, 36, yeah. 36. But be on the lookout because there will be another episode released this week. If everything... What's today? Today is... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what is this? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there should be another episode released... <laughs> Damn, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Screw it. We'll just scrap it off. <laughs> just be on the lookout. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> I go by the name Nathan Mitchell. And as always, I am with the lovely Christina. Bye. Peace. Bye bye, bye, bye.